Welcome to another Magic Smoke Session. I am the Shaman. I will be your guide. It's time to clear the air. This episode is entitled, The Shadow Side of Love and Light. Over the years, I've always identified myself as a light worker. Meaning, strongly connected to the light to high vibrational pursuits, higher dimensions of thought, existence. And imparting that light as forms of healing, encouragement, love, benefit. And I felt that very strongly connected to my identity. And over the years, I would run into people or talk to people, have conversations with or hear about people that had a negative opinion about this love and light philosophy and in general, the love and light community, if you want to say, but it's the general philosophy of love and light and uplift. Um, and I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what the problem was. Um, there was a lot of talk of, you know, shadow exploration, which I had done, but had a different perspective on it. I didn't see any benefit in exploring darkness. So I was um, ignorant in the sense of what their perspective was, what the pers- people's perspective that had a, a diminishing opinion of a pure love and light philosophy or those that embodied this uh, love and light or, you know, a part of that community. Um, and as I have matured, as I have expanded cognitively and dimensionally, and the universe has blessed me with overstanding through what some might consider adversity, um, I have come to overstand and understand the perspective of many that love and light is an incomplete philosophy and I'm going to explain to you why and what I mean by this when many people criticize love and light they'll use uh, sometimes a lot of negative imagery that it's you know it's not real it's not this not the other I'm going to be more succinct about my analysis is that there is forms of hypocrisy in pure love or light philosophy as people have been putting it into practice as I've been, as I've seen it. There is a primitive um, application of understanding what benefit and progression is and what the cycles of improvement and expansion look like. Much of this pure love and light philosophy or an incomplete application of it, because I do believe strongly in love and light, but an incomplete application of this understanding can lead to a religiosity or religifying or a fanaticism when it comes to 
really understanding what raising vibration, what positivity, and what cycles of positive change actually look like. Many of you are familiar with um, publications like The Secret, things of that nature, get people on the, on towards thinking about law of attraction or whatever. But if anyone reviews The Secret, I mean, if they're honest about it, it is a total, it's totally incomplete and deficient. It just gives people a Pollyanna type idea of how things work, but it's not. It's 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 a very simple theory, simplified theory, almost to the point of being false. Similarly, love and light can be um, applied in a in a similarly deficient way, <clears throat> giving people a false understanding of what it means to be positive. What it means to be progressive, what it means to be expansive, what it means to seek higher forms of dimensional thought, cognition, understanding, overstanding, understanding what that process looks like. And that has led many people to have this Pollyanna type um, Disney World uh, type philosophy that looks like everything's always going to be all right. And things always are going to be all right, even as they flip between light and darkness. One prime example of this is the understanding of expansion and acceleration of your frequency of vibration. Many people say, I would like to raise my vibration. And in many in the minds of many, that means going into meditation. That means uh, engaging some practice. And ta-da, your vibration is going to be like on 1,000. But if anyone has any scientific awareness or physical awareness of what a vibration is, it is at its heart an oscillation, a variation between high and low, an oscillation between light and dark. How we actually raise our frequency is changing the on and off time in these different periods. The dwell time changes. So when you raise your frequency, the dwell time in the lower regions change compared to the dwell time in the higher regions. Our dwell time in the higher regions becomes longer and our dwell time in the lower regions becomes shorter. But you still will dwell there. You still will dwell there. We have two eyes for a reason. Our vision interleaves back and forth between left and right eye to give us perception of depth. Without this switching back and forth, without this oscillation, you have no ability to perceive. You have no ability to truly be aware of what is going on and you have no depth of existence. Raising your perspective, raising your vibration, raising your energy is not about a pharmaceutical drug type high. It's not an uh, allopathic application where you just take something and everything else goes away. It's about changing perspective of the things that currently exist, interleaving between perspectives of low vibration and perspectives of high vibration by taking in the view from the valley as well as the view from the mountaintop. You can truly appreciate the landscape 
when you have both perspectives. And the faster you switch between both perspectives, the greater the density and the dynamic understanding of your surroundings become. The simplified theory of crossing your legs, entering a lotus pose, floating in the middle of the air and being high all the time is not sustainable and has led many to crash in this understanding or to question their application of really the universal law and the understanding of what love and light and expansion really is. If you really believe that it's possible for you to maintain a high peak point and never come to a reset, to always have windfalls, always have money, always have things coming into you and never have an exhale, never have a purging. If you believe that every day you have is going to be great, you're never going to have a bad day. Then I have some news for you. You're cruising for a bruising. (laughs) There's a rude awakening that is approaching. And the masterclass, the mastery of this process is not ending the process. The mastery of the process is understanding and understanding and overstanding it. Moving to higher dimensions of appreciation as you move between high and low. So in the peak, in the highest vibration that you gain hang time, that you do backflips up there, and then in the trough that you jump before you hit the bottom. So that each time as you go between high and low, you reach towards a greater understanding, relaxing in the trough as you're going down in dimension that you catch butterflies and you enjoy the ride. And as you turn back up and feel the acceleration of you reaching towards the highest peak of your vibrational awareness, that you feel the weightlessness, that you appreciate existence in both dimensions because you really are existing in both of them at the same time. This is a topic I will explore in a future podcast, but being multidimensional is not just about traveling from one dimension to the next. It's having an awareness that you're existing in all the dimensions at the same time and aligning yourself with the greatest perspective in the dimensions that you are. So that if you are in low dimension that you have a higher perspective, you're in the same place with a new awareness. Same number, different extension. And at each time we come back to that place, we have a greater understanding and awareness of this place. So it's always new. We taste it again for the first time. But when we apply simplified love and light philosophy to our expansive multidimensional existence, it leaves us craving white sugar highs, devoid of nutrition, devoid of real depth, 
devoid of real understanding that contributes to our lives and expands our souls. Love is not cherry picking. Love is not easy in the application as we draw the light from ourselves, as we actually increase our light. That process is not easy. Many of us don't really take this whole process of matriculation that as we grow ourselves, we're chasing, we're chasing the ball. We're always catching a, a lead pass, a pass that's thrown in front of us. And we must expand in order to receive it. But that's a process of growth and shedding. There are those of us who consider ourselves practitioners of some sort or another, either energy practitioner or a spiritualist or whatever healer you practice long enough and you'll come to the end of your simplified theories you'll realize that you can only be practitioner for so long and at some point you will become the patient and you realize that the same dynamic where you contributed your healing forces and your same energy may not nurture your healing let me break that down for you. How many of you might go to a doctor or a chiropractor, masseuse, anything healer, and been very willing to have them in, apply their, their craft to you to manipulate you for your, for your betterment? How many people, having received the benefit of that energy from that practitioner, would feel comfortable in the reciprocity if that practitioner said, okay, now that I've worked on you and I've absorbed some of your negative energy, some of your malady, I've helped alleviate some of your disease, I'm going to jump on the table. It's my turn. And I want you to do the same for me. How many of us in our simplified theory, our application of Reception, this that thinking that this practitioner's job is to heal me. This practitioner's job is to provide a service for me. I receive that. And if that practitioner, if that spiritualist, if that doctor, if that healer, if that if that that pharmacist, whatever it might be, is not in a position to heal me, then that means that somehow they're deficient in the application of their energy. The laws of thermodynamics dictate that energy cannot be destroyed, only transmuted. So those who have cared for you, those who have healed you, those who have stood by during your rough times, those who have absorbed much negative energy and transmuted it to a higher power, those who have looked at your potential and actualized it, Understand that that energy didn't go nowhere. It was processed by them. How many of us in that love and light philosophy, the simplified version, would be ready right now to reverse roles with the practitioner and to become that? To transmute that energy, to actually heal those who have healed you 
to be there for those who have been there for you in the worst times. If you have no awareness, if you were off vibration, if you whatever, how many were willing to do that? Or how many now are in too high a vibration to step down into that role? How many are now so high in vibration that they judge those that help them up the steps? That we might see someone that we regarded before as, wow, they got their stuff together. Or, wow, they're, they're in high vibration. They have this going on for them and they see them in hard times. And they might say a prayer for them. They'll send some good energy. But how many are willing to step down and apply the same application of labor, of transmutation of energy? that the same person did for you. What I'm saying is that there is a big flaw in the love of light philosophy because it assumes that you're always going to be in a position to be able to transmit or receive that, that love of light. What if, what if, and this is what I call the hypocrisy of this theory, what if all of us had to take our turn on the wheel? What if the same person that is touching you now with and providing uplift, that that is a contract? That you must return that. That take take your fill of healing, of of, of joy, of, of of satisfaction, whatever mine is, but to whom much is given, much is required. So that will have to actually be returned to that person so that they can actually be balanced. I think about this in a practical way. How can we have sustainability of this expanse? How can we help people who want to raise their vibrations and raise their understanding and also be helped I was talking to an energy healer not too long ago, and she was saying that, you know, after her her sessions, she has to do so much. You know, she has to purge. She has to cleanse her energy. She has to go through all this stuff because, you know, she's absorbing a lot of this stuff that's coming from people. And that is part of her work. You can't be a healer and say, man, I'm tired of these sick people. You can't be a healer and avoid disease. There's no such thing. <laughs> the more you step into their craft, the more people will be attracted to you because of that. So, you know, so she, she understood this. So she had to cleanse herself because she was taking on the energy. It doesn't go nowhere. It's just transmuted. And she was talking about the, the importance of rest between these sessions and how much you can take on from people and that sometimes if it's too much you have to wait whatever to you're in a position to be able to do this and, and how it can overwhelm you that shop talk between esoterics that shop talk between healers and um many if you're outside of that circle you might think hey this person gonna lay hands on me they're going to you know some magic is gonna come out and then all of a sudden ta-da but they're taking on they're taking on your pain. 
they're taking on your dis-ease and transmuting it. They're taking on your trauma. And so it's very easy. It's very easy to be caught up in a love of light philosophy if it's incomplete and not see that this person will be burdened at one point and may need the same love or light that they contributed and not be in a place to fully receive it themselves. So appreciation of the shadow, appreciation of the valley, appreciation of the low vibration and those who are in it is very integral to having complete and holistic love. If you love only in high vibration, then that love is incomplete. If you love only those who can return that love to you, right then, then that love is incomplete. If you can't love people to life, if you can't love someone to life, then that love is incomplete because it requires that there be a reciprocity immediately when that person does not even have it to give. That's what healing is. Healing is the transmission of that. I have been in a situation myself in multiple different perspectives and facets where some people have seen me in a almost God-like Zen-like state where I was so high in vibration. I was in the sixth dimension and basically Super Saiyan level 1000. But then I also could be in a point of reset where I would be in a period of contemplation, catharsis. Some may consider a depression. I'm not, I don't have chronic depression or anything, but depression is not negative. Depression is a reset. Or it's having a negative thoughts. And the same people might see me in this altered state and be like, hold on a second. You must really be bad off. You must really be in low vibration. You must really be, oh my gosh, what happened? Instead of remembering that maybe I'm in a position to receive the same love and light that was transmitted to you. Maybe we all take our turn on this wheel, each time gaining greater and greater inner overstanding of the process. And maybe I'm in this position to give you practice for your gifts and your craft. Maybe now the practitioner is now the patient. How much love of light is available? These are all advanced applications of love and light. That the light also creates shadow and the brighter the light the more stark the shadow and that the only way you eliminate shadow is to illuminate from multiple perspectives from multiple dimensions from multiple directions
And when you illuminate things outside of the stark contrast of judgment, this person was here and now they're here. What? I mean, they're low. I mean, how could when you remove that and you apply from a pure state of benefit? One thing a practitioner must do is objectify. So when they're applying their remedy, they're not asking permission after it's been given. You don't say, do you want me to kill, still keep healing you? Do you really want? You say, take this, all of it. Call me in the morning. Do these practices if you feel like it or not. I'm going to do this because you said you wanted me to do this. And I'm not going to pay attention to the fact that you have this ugly look in your face. Because I'm the practitioner. And you are the patient right now. And we all have to take our turns on that wheel with that similar objectification. Sometimes our love and light will be acknowledged because someone is in a similar frequency to, res- to, to, res- to, uh, to, to return it. They're right there. Sometimes someone is down in the trough and they're too busy catching their breath to return it to you right then or to acknowledge the fact that it's received. They, they need it. They need it now. As they come up in vibration, yes, they'll, that was a lifesaver. That was great. But I was too busy trying to catch my breath to say hallelujah. But the love and the support and the belief was was a lifesaver. It was appreciated. We have to apply our gifts unconditionally. Because the people that need it most don't have the energy to holler back right then. And if we if we actually pull the plug on everyone that is unconscious as we're administering our craft. Well, then we are killing a lot of people who are in recovery. Based on our judgment, our limited and deficient application of light. And so I've come to appreciate the journey the full journey I don't just lick the frosting off the cake is good too the journey when you have these periods of weightless ecstasy but I've also had ecstasy in the realization that I was in the same place again with a different perspective even in trial and circumstance and that wow This acknowledges, this further acknowledges my existence as a creator. What shall I create next? We cannot reject. We cannot cringe. We cannot uh, become nauseous. When we encounter shadow, dis-ease in others, low vibrations, isms and schisms and maladies the same of which we had to overcome or were helped to overcome in order to have this perspective 
We cannot become vibrational snobs now that we have the perspective to be able to have an elevation. Let's not look down on others who are not in that same, don't have that same vibrational awareness right now. And let me tell you, you will be that person at some point. I don't care how high you are right now. I don't care what meditation you just came out of. I don't care what yoga class you just came out of. We are endeavoring to expand, receive and expand non-physical. We are endeavoring to tap into source and expand through our awareness and our expansion, all that is. So you can do all the material stuff you want. You can get all the crystals you want. You can play all the chimes you want. The reality is this is a non-physical game at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we're doing things outwardly. Yes, we're trying to do everything, but we're trying to create changes and expansions in the non-physical energy that we have. We're trying to expand our souls in our experience here. And that includes danger. That includes, <laughs> that includes traumas. That includes shadow. That includes tribulation, challenge, adversity. It includes those things. And just as the light we see is a culmination of many different spectrums and different colors, the experience we have in the application, the proper application the multidimensional holistic application of love and light must also include the experience of traversing the shadow, adversity, healing, pain, and understanding that cycles of change and cycles of expansion include the interleave and the oscillation between light and dark and high and low. And that in the understanding of this process, and the acceptance that it is a blessed experience that we have the ability to expand and realize and transmute an opportunity also to realize a greater version of ourselves. I hope that this episode reach deep into the understanding awareness of those that are listening right now because this is a time of immense acceleration I, I posted uh, not too long ago that in a summary that we have to move faster than the speed of doubt really because as we're experiencing changes in our vibration and acceleration by the time we explain what we have gone through explain the the type of the, the 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 nuclear expansion within us that we're missing our own opportunities I try to if you try to expand if you try to explain that although you might see a, a dark experience although you might see a shadow when you look at this it is so much light being created in this there's so much power being released from this dark matter. It's so much that is blessing me right now, even through adversity. 
when you try to explain that to people sometimes or ask them to be patient with you, sometimes you miss your own blessing. You miss the own your own extract of that experience. So you have to move faster than the speed of doubt, your own doubts and other people's doubts also. I firmly believe in the application of love and light. I've just become more unconditional on how long and how intense and when that love of light is implied or applied. It's not only applied when it's received. It's not only applied when it's daytime outside. That light is more treasured and more valuable when it's pitch dark. When you don't know if there's another light out there. And so, and to also shine that light inward. Shine that love inward. For periods when love love and light might not be what I'm feeling. Might not be what's being received. So I I want you guys to shoot me anybody that's got a perspective on this. If you're on the love and light philosophy, if you um, agree with this, if you have other opinions, how you apply it. But this is something that I wanted to voice, wanted to give voice to, wanted to speak about because it's all for our greatest benefit. We do not want to expand our egos as we ascend. We don't want to expand it. We don't want to become hypocrites. We want to actually apply this in such a way that as we rec- as we receive it, it's co-creation is so it's so wonderful that when we transmit someone else we're receiving it at the same time. It's, it's so I'm a firm believer. I want everyone. I'm a firm believer in love and light, but a holistic application that includes understanding, understanding and overstanding of shadow of negative experience and using those negative experience to create positive points of expansion and understanding. Remember to like share this podcast. Um, yeah, share it with somebody you think might need it. Um, I'm going to be changing the format somewhat here. Um, I'm looking for a guess. If you have a gift, if you have um, craft, if you just have questions, you have a topic you want to bring, um, submit it. Um, guests actually that have something they want to talk about, I would like to engage. You can go to the Instagram page. Um, Magic Smoke Session on Instagram. You can also go to my my personal page, which is Shamanistically Speaking. That's also on Instagram, as well as Facebook. That's Shamanistically Speaking. Um, You can also email shamanisticallyspeaking at gmail.com. And let me know what you think. Let me know how I'm doing. If you got a review, 
or you got a topic that you like to suggest or you want to be a guest on a podcast. Um, I just like I, said, I hope everyone could gain some greater some understanding from this. I, I, I felt guided to speak about this. And so as I was talking about this, I'm gaining greater understanding myself. Until next time, be blessed, expand, and bask in love and light.